0: This week on inside motorsport we look at the formula one season so far with lachlan mansell i hope you'll stay with us well lachlan mansell welcome back to inside motorsport it's been an interesting year formula one in 2019 a a real slow burn up until the last couple of races before the summer break where we've seen some cracking races
1: indeed frank but the first um Seven or eight races of the season were fairly predictable and followed a pattern that was fairly easy to determine what was going to happen, that being that Mercedes was going to win. But the last couple of races, particularly the German Grand Prix, absolute crackers, and we saw with the unpredictable weather at the Hockenheim circuit that Max Verstappen prevailed, where a lot of the fancy runners took themselves out with either Unforced errors or poor strategic decisions, or a combination of both.
0: Yeah, and what is fascinating is just how dominant the Mercedes team has been. I I don't know if we've seen a dominance like this in probably 30 years of Formula One.
1: And especially for Lewis Hamilton, who really is just in a class of his own at the moment. And after a wheel-to-wheel duel with Max Verstappen in the most recent round of the championship, the Hungarian Grand Prix, Lewis Hamilton took his eighth win of the season. But not only that, he closed within 10 wins of Michael Schumacher's record of 97 uh, sorry, 91 Grand Prix victories on the all-time winners list. So Lewis Hamilton, if he hadn't already established himself as one of the greatest drivers in Formula 1 history, is certainly... Establishing himself among that list with his performance this season—that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it has been an amazing year for his teammate, um, Valtteri Bottas. What a year he's had too. He's been there and about, and he's had uh, victory snapped from, or def- yeah, victory snapped from the doors of defeat, or defeat to snatch from the jaws of victory, I should say, um, a number of times this season.
1: Well, it started off okay at the Australian Grand Prix where he got the win, but since then, his season's been riddled with inconsistency. And I reckon he's under a bit of pressure at the moment because Mercedes have got another driver on their books by the name of Esteban Ocon, who's waiting in the wings. And if Bottas doesn't start performing and stop making some of the errors that he has throughout the season, I think he might be under a bit of pressure to retain his driver at Mercedes heading into 2020.
0: Now, on social media, I saw this headline pop up in the last day or so that Nico Rosberg is saying Verstappen to Mercedes.
1: Well, I'm not sure on that one. I think that uh, with the contractual situations the way that they are, that Ocon is probably a bit more likely than Verstappen. But let's talk about Max Verstappen for a minute because... He really has been the driver, most consistently able to take the fight up to Mercedes. We've seen him have two race victories this year, the Austrian Grand Prix at the Red Bull Ring and then that fantastic performance at the German Grand Prix and uh, was in the league for much of the race in Hungary as well. So he's really been the closest challenger to Mercedes, which is a bit of a surprise when you think back to the form at the start of the season in testing where it looks like Ferrari was going to be the team that would be taking the fight up to the Mercedes crew with uh, Sebastian Vettel and Charles Leclerc. But um, through a combination of um, unreliability um, and drivers making mistakes of bad times and some unlucky penalties, Ferrari have very much been a team snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, particularly for uh, Charles Leclerc, who arguably should have had two Grand Prix victories by now and hasn't had any so far
0: yeah and has made a couple of really bad mistakes uh coming into the summer break to uh, also hurt his performance in the championship
1: yeah and probably the most notable one of those mistakes was the one that he made where he crashed out of the race in germany but um apart from that he fenced the car in qualifying in azerbaijan as well he should have had the win in bahrain but his car went him down on that occasion And uh, Sebastian Vettel has not been uh, error-free either. We've seen some mistakes from the German four-time Formula One champion as well.
0: Yeah. Now, you've mentioned on a number of occasions the Hockenheim Grand Prix, and unfortunately, it is the last German Grand Prix for a little while on the calendar. And you have to wonder sometimes when you see a race like that, do uh, you, if you're in management, have to start rethinking uh, your strategies?
1: Well, obviously, the decision's financially driven, but that is a shame. I mean, for a country that has had such a proud history of Germany when it comes to motorsport, the, the champions that that country has produced over the years, Sebastian Vettel is obviously currently the one leading the charge, but Nico Rosberg was German, Michael Schumacher, obviously another very successful driver from Germany as well. It's a shame that that circuit will set to... Uh, probably lose its spot on the calendar.
0: Mm. Now, for the Australian fans, it was a big move by Daniel Ricciardo at the end of 2018. And that move doesn't look like, in the short term, it's having the success that he would have hoped for.
1: Well, Craig, we always hear that it was going to be tough for Daniel Ricciardo. There's no question that Renault was not expected to be a front-running team in 2019, but I don't think that Daniel Ricciardo expected it to be quite this tough. Um, Yeah. Wow. What what can we say? Um, Well, his overtaking prowess uh, prowess has still been on show at some events and we've seen some spectacular overtaking manoeuvres as has become Dan Ricciardo's trademark. Unfortunately, those overtaking manoeuvres have often been for position 12 rather than for position one as what they have in previous seasons. So, um, you know, Renault this year, which was expected to maybe be the fourth or the fifth best team in the field. Um, instead, in some races, they've been maybe the sixth or the seventh or the eighth best team, and they've lost some points through uh, some unreliable at several events throughout the season. So it's been a frustrating year for Daniel Ricciardo and a frustrating year for all of us Aussie fans who've been getting up late at night or staying up late on Sunday evenings to watch him toil around often without any chance of scoring points.
0: Mm. It's going to be interesting to see how that deal plays out in the uh, long term, because it is not just this year that he is contracted to Renault 4. And uh, one thing we have seen is Renault using him uh, nationally as part of their sales pitch for the product in Australia. And uh, you can only imagine that with his... Uh, personality and uh, stature, they've been using him worldwide to promote the brand and that's part of what Formula One and Renault is all about. It is,
1: but they do need to get the results on the track. I I did actually hear one of those radio ads where Daniel Ricciardo was heard saying on the radio, be like me, make the switch, make the move across. (laughs) Um, Well, it's not the the on-track performances for Renault are not Exactly, a great advertisement for making
0: the switch at the moment, aren't they? Hmm. All right, so we're at the halfway, well, past the halfway point, but at the summer break, and we go to Belgium, Italy, Singapore, and Russia in the next four races over the course of um, what is it? Or oh, just on a month. So those, f- it's a busy comeback after summer, and then Japan. Mexico, United States and Brazil. So you have that American run before it all finishes in Abu Dhabi. And I think you'd have to be a very brave man to say that uh, Lewis Hamilton isn't going to be standing on the top step of the podium in the bulk, if not all, of those races. Yeah, and look, I'm
1: I'm not a very brave man. So um, I think it's very, very hard to predict anyone other than Hamilton to be world champion this year. Uh, be interesting to see what happens in the individual races, though, because we've got a combination of different tracks. We've got some of the classic Formula One venues there with the Spa-Francorchamps circuit in um, Belgium um, up next. And then after that, we go to Monza in Italy, which is a very high-speed circuit where it's all about straight line speed and running the cars in a very low downforce configuration. And then the exact opposite for the two rounds after that with Singapore and Russia, which are both on street circuits that are quite tight and technical, And, in fact, Singapore is a track where Mercedes has struggled a bit in the past, and it's been a bit of a happier hunting ground for Ferrari and Red Bull. So I think that'll be an interesting one. Um, So still some interesting storylines to play out. Um, And we haven't really talked much about some of the other teams in the midfield Craig, but McLaren has been an improver this season, and particularly Lando Norris, who's been the best rookie of the season for much of the year. And has had some really strong performances, that's been good to see. Uh, Toro Rosso, we saw Danny Kibbiak getting on the podium in that wet German Grand Prix. Um, that's boosted him up the points table a fair way. Uh, Half were expected to be a bit stronger than what they have been so far this year. Their qualifying performances have been quite good at some events, but they haven't been able to maintain that sort of performance in the races. Uh, racing points, um, you know, again, they, they got a bit of a, a kick along with the points at the German Grand Prix where Lance Stroll had a pretty strong run, but they haven't been as strong as maybe they have been in previous seasons when they were still known as Horse India. And then Williams have pretty much rounded out the field at all of the races that we've had so far this season. Although... At least Robert Kubitz managed to get a point in his comeback season, finishing 10th in the German Grand Prix.
0: Yes, uh, Williams has been an absolute uh, train wreck, hasn't it? And uh, George Russell out-qualifying his uh, teammate in all races so far this year from memory. Um, One thing, we've seen 100 different drivers take out a pole position when Max Verstappen did it. The, uh, last weekend, and uh, that was quite an achievement, and his first ever pole position.
1: And it also means that he no longer holds the record for most Grand Prix victories without a pole position because he's got one now.
0: Grand Prix victories or Grand Prix starts?
1: So, up until the um, Hungarian Grand Prix, Max Verstappen actually held the record for most race wins mm-hmm. without taking a pole position.
0: Mm. Uh, well, I think that's a record that he's happy to uh, hand over Although, saying that, I wouldn't care if I didn't start on pole But we're racking up Grand Prix wins So maybe it doesn't really matter Although, motor racing, certainly circuit racing Is all about the qualifying, isn't
1: it? Indeed, actually, just on the subject of one lap pace One of the interesting changes that we saw at the start of this season Is that there's now a bonus championship point wanted for the driver who sets the fastest lap in each Grand Prix. Um, and we have seen that that's mixed up the strategies a bit. When you get to the late stages of races where the cars are on light fuel loads, we've seen on a couple of occasions that a team will bring their driver into the pits and put them on a fresh set of tyres, and it's not going to cost them too much track position, and go out, just have a crack at setting that fastest lap.
0: Yeah, and the, the caveat on that is you have to be in the top 10. So if you're in the back end of the field, you can't just whack on a soft set of tyres and try and go for it. You have to be in the points contention in the first instance. Correct.
1: And you also have to be careful that if you do a pit stop to take on a set of tyres, then you're not going to fall outside the top 10 as a, as a result of that.
0: Yeah, it's one point. If you lose two points in position, so you, you've just, uh, you know... Not uh, made a very wise move. But what has been interesting is the amount of times that someone who is at the front of the field on old tyres has managed to do it, even when they've had people doing bonsai runs behind them.
1: Yeah, we've seen that a couple of times as well. And there's definitely been more than one occasion this season where the race winner has also managed to set the fastest lap and hence scored themselves. 26 points 25 for the race winner and then
0: bonus points for fastest lap yeah it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out Lachlan Mansell thanks very much for your time today here on Inside Motorsport
1: thanks Craig always a pleasure thanks for having me
0: that's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network